Oh my lord. It is a new month. Yeah. Uh, Second half of the year. That's what I was just going to say. Again, that's debatable. People, you know, whatever. I I always think oh, absolutely yeah. June is six months of the year. So that makes sense. Same, same, same. So halfway through 2020. Yeah. Holy moly. It feels like we were just sitting here in January and it was freezing cold. It was. And that was... That was a lifetime to go. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it feels like it. It feels like it. We've mm-hmm. gone through or in the middle still of a pan- global pandemic and are figuring out how to get to the new normal. Yeah. And what that's going to look like in the fall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So if you're listening, we appreciate you being here and uh, sending you all, all the immunity vibes yeah. because yeah, stuff is still going on and it's just, it, I, I just hope that people are staying safe because I do truly believe that part of it's summer. Like people are just very blase about it because it's like you don't think about getting sick in the summer like you do you don't in those other seasons but hello it doesn't well, stop it doesn't stop but i i mean there's just so much fault like oh yeah bad information out there and false information and we're we are living in a time where it's funny to me because like when we were growing up our the older generations like they've they preached about citing your sources when you were writing essays and how to look up proper information and now with oh, bibliography yeah exactly required. So much hated it hated it but now we're living in a time of there's so much information on the internet that nobody and everybody wants things now 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 mm-hmm. that nobody's taking the time to cite Verify their sources, their sources exactly either. and personally this is just my personal experience it's the older generations that are they see something on the internet and they take it as truth and they just repost it and they don't well take the, yeah take the time to yeah. to look it up because back in the day when you were given a newspaper there was integrity in writing and there was a different intention behind writing it and i think that that's just where it's at is that most people it's about sensationalism because you can't get people to read your stuff if it's not interesting so so, so. so, so my best friend jess is here hi <laughs> we just hope you're well and that your summer, yeah, you're washing your hands and still doing what you can to help your community and whatever that looks like because everybody's just different right now. And loving your neighbor, okay? So just tell them where they can find you. You can find me at photoswithanderson.com or on Facebook. You can also search for that private group for ladies 18 and older. It's Boudoir Photos with Anderson, and I'm super excited because I am looking for a private pond or lake area to do some outdoor boudoir photos in August. So if you know about a location and you want to help a girl out, send me that info. And if you want in on those outdoor boudoir photos, let me know. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, tomorrow is back to cooking in Chef Tone's kitchen. Uh, we switched it up a little bit. And we're really excited because we've been giving our winners the chance to pick three ingredients. And Tone just makes up some concoction. He made this amazing pretzel bark last week. <laughs> I might have ate like three pounds of chocolate in 48 hours. I don't even care. So this week's winner is picking um, spaghetti squash, broccoli or carrots, and some kind of vegan cheese. And so the challenge is to use one, two, or hopefully all three ingredients in an original recipe. So tune in tomorrow at uh, 7.30 Central. And all you got to do is share the video to win the food for free. I'm so excited about that part. That's my favorite. So check us out there. Tone's got his own group. We're so close to getting him on live or on a video. I don't even know. It's so close. So close. Uh, maybe happen this week. We'll see. We'll see. So you can be a part of that. You can also follow me on Instagram at Vote for Parties. On my story, too. Mm-hmm. My little one was splashing in a puddle today. Oh. Yeah. And the VIP page where we've got sexual wellness and intimacy. Lots of really great conversations happening over there. Um, and the empowerment class. 
is back happening July 29th. Seats are filling up. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I had to take a couple of months off from doing them, so it's going to be good. It's re I'm revamping it since I've gone through some shh. Everybody's gone through it, so yeah. I might as well integrate it to the best of my ability to help you. So if you feel some misalignment in your wealth, your relationships, your mental or physical well-being, your spirituality, and or your passion, let's talk because uh, I maybe have some assistance to you. Heck yeah. Yeah. It's worth it. I've taken the class. Do it. <clears throat> yeah. I uh, I was guided by <coughs> someone recently who said it was time for me to do a part two. And I'm like, how do you even know? You've never even taken the first class. She said, just do the part two already. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> All right. So today we, don't, we got nothing. We got nothing in terms of a specific theme, mostly because... As we started talking about what we were going to get into, we just full-blown conversation did up. I'm like, hey, we should probably just get started, number one. But number two, because um, it's applicable to anything. Anything that's going on, anything that has gone on, everything, anything that will go on. And number three, because we just want to make sure that it feels like a comfortable place for people to be listening. And that we, we can, again, only speak to our white women experience. But we're trying our best to see how do we expand that idea and make sure that we can empathize with other people's stories, learn from them, become better humans from them, and go from there. Yeah. Yeah. So what we were talking about was how last week we, um, I feel like we had a really great conversation, um, again, to our own perception of the beautiful rainbow of sexuality. And um, <clears throat> what I wanted to follow up with was an expansion on kind of the flip side of that, how people in that particular situation, whether it's gay, straight, well, it doesn't, yeah, I guess it doesn't really matter. That's how we ended up evolving the conversation. Initially, it stemmed from me viewing such a dilemma for the trans community. When you are born in a body that doesn't represent how you feel on the inside, that's got to be agonizing. It's got to be agonizing. Um, and what we were talking about is like, for me, my, my perception of that is, how, how much does that suck that the outside world puts such an emphasis on the way that one thing has to be? You're either feminine or masculine and you fall into that category. So you feel so out of sorts with the way your body and your mind are disconnected. Mm -hmm. But had you had a blank slate about what it looked like to be a man or a woman, you could have been so graced to just live. If, if your parents had dropped you off on an island with only animals which would have been terrible but you had the beautiful gift of just becoming who you wanted to become and somebody showed up 25 years later on the island and you didn't say my name is Craig and I'm a man you would just I'm this beautiful soul who digs this likes that whatever and it'd be like okay cool right like you would feel perfect as you were you, it wouldn't dismiss you from having trials and tribulations in your life but it would dismiss all of that stress of having to decide where do you fit in and that, that's not just true of that, like what we're talking about, of your identity, your sexual identity. Mm -hmm. It's true of every identity of what you are, whoever is around you, your community, your city, your state, your country, your region, your hemisphere. Yeah. So that's how we got into. And this, this all, it all always has to go back to sex for me because it's intimacy. Mm -hmm. Whether it's physical, whether it's that type of connection. I guess I said sex, so not necessarily sex. It goes back to intimacy. Intimacy. Yeah, and stems up from there. My thing that I can't get over, um, and I, I think about this a lot, is just when other people are, like when people that are not, let's say, transgender, when they 
when they are comfortable in their own body, but then they see when somebody... They, when they feel... When they were born cisgender? Cisgender, yes. Okay. When they see someone who is transgender, why does that cisgender person get so offended? <clears throat> why do, why does the cisgender person let, let it bother them so much that other people might live their life different or other people might not be happy with the body they were born in? Like, I can't wrap my head around how one person can decide how another person's supposed to live. Why, like... It boggles my mind and why there is an entire group of people out there that are threatening transgender people, that are, like, harming transgender people. Like, it just... I grew up in a family that was very open and accepting of every mm-hmm. way of life. Mm-hmm. And so it's just... I don't... Well, that's can't, it, though. I can't you can't comprehend. see it another way. I can't. You can't see it another way. But one would dare to say that that's the problem that... I think that's a problem that people that who are you and I that like say we, we, we feel that way. Hearted. We feel that way. We can't see how somebody could have hate in their heart for somebody that the way they're born. But at the same time, that is judgment about somebody. You know what I mean? On a very low level, it's different. It's different, it's different but energy, but it's saying. still a judgment. But all, and that's the conversation is that that comes from some type of experience, right? It has to have come from some type of influence on their side. They saw it somewhere, whether they were raised in front of a television and they mm-hmm. watched it through... Bad comedy. Yep, or... exactly. Or their grandparents, their parents, their teachers, their pastors had views that they were so strong about that it was they it made them feel as a child, I need to make sure that I, <clears throat> I feel and believe that same thing so that I can fit in with this crowd, number one, but also because I want to. I want to be accepted by the people that I love. And we just don't know that. We don't know that until it's, in my opinion, too late because then you're out hanging out with other humans who have the same philosophies or got to the same philosophies but are different than Mm -hmm. yours. And some people are more tolerable and accepting of that and some people are not. Uh, And I think that it just comes from those influences. So maybe they were a certain way that, I would I would say personally I disagree with if you do not believe anybody in the rainbow sexuality flavor basket whatever doesn't deserve to have equal rights and be married I would disagree with you same I would disagree with you <clears throat> but I would also hope that you could explain to me why right because I would be able to tell you not from a, a law standpoint don't I don't care about the tax access of that that's government and that shouldn't be involved in my personal life it should not like they're going to because they're going to collect my taxes mm-hmm. but they shouldn't get to say how I I earn that money or spend the the build a life with somebody okay that that's that's not a conversation for today it's why does it matter who it's with yeah and so if um I don't know how we're on that tangent. You were talking about like you didn't understand people could see that it, it's like I just it's I, just it makes them uncomfortable because it's not what they know. Yeah, I guess. I don't know how it gets so extreme to violence. Well, yeah, and that's I mean it's the same thing to me. And you know this was kind of the tangent that we got I on know before how, the podcast, but, I don't know why. but it's like the same, not the same. It's a, it's a different struggle. It's a different journey. But I still am baffled by the amount of hate or that people can have hate towards another race. Like, to the extent of threatening other people or, like, being prejudiced. Like, mm-hmm. I understand that society has a lot to do with it. And, like, there's movies that I watched growing up and jokes that I heard growing up that I thought were acceptable because it was it was common. Mm-hmm. And so, because I heard certain things often, I was like, oh, this is, this is okay. This is the norm. But as I got older and I got educated and I realized... Or it would be funny if I did this, even though it's wildly inappropriate. Exactly. Yeah. But it's just one of those things that I can't wrap my brain around... How 
<laughs> like how you can have so much hate in your heart, I guess is what it boils down to. Whether it's hate towards somebody because of their sexuality, because of the, the color on their skin, because of their financial background, their educational background, whatever it is. I don't Nobody's see... impacting your life that much. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And it's it also comes I mean, it's the same thing as I don't understand why people think that they have a right to tell another human being what to do with their body or their reproductive yeah. organs. Like women who want to get, you know, a hysterectomy or anything at a young age and they like they are told flat out no. No, you're can't too do young. It. You're too young. They'll your, change your mind. Your husband has to agree to it. Yeah. You have to be a certain age and have one boy and one girl because you you'll change your mind. You'll change your mind. Yeah. But it's just it baffles me. I'm like I'm the controller of my brain. Mm -hmm. I'm the controller of my body. How dare anyone think that they can have an influence or control over what I do with my body, with my brain, with with whatever. It's just... Well, and I think that's really... that's That's the point is because when you ask, like, how does somebody have so much hate in their heart... That's how we get there. I think it's escalation. Yeah. And at the same time, it's not even escalation because, you know, we had talked about this on a previous podcast, too, was that... All we do is talk about history. And that's so hard. It's a hard line to walk because there's absolutely things we need to know. And there's no stopping. There's no stopping it. We've been recording history from early caveman paintings on a wall. But nobody stopped. Like, you get so, people get so scared about your information on the internet. Like, oh my God, I'm going to post this thing on Twitter and it's going to be, you know, known forever. And yep. Mm-hmm. But what difference does it make? Because, Back in the day, it was only a select number of people that they recorded history about. Okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, one, it's you're, you are doing nothing but giving a true representation about the way life is on planet Earth right now. Right? That's mm-hmm. all you're doing. Is all they did back in the day, whether it was okay or not. But the difference is, is that this is from your perception, your, your perspective, your reality. That was... You know, I mean, unless they still have direct letters and stuff like that. It was all an interpretation of the war. It was all an an interpretation. And I'm not, again, that's another slippery slope. I believe you can go down. But there's things we need to know. There's things we need to remember. There's things that we need to um, acknowledge, I think. I agree 100%. How do you separate that portion from we get to move on? And I don't know that it's ever going to happen. It's, I mean, I, how do we move on and just accept it? Like get to the place that you said, why can't you respect my, mind, my, my body? And I think that that was where I was going with that is because what you say is true for me too. Like, I want you to do those things for me and I would do the same for you, but it's also one way is I'll protect that to the death. And the other is I just want the same things you want. Mm-hmm. Why can't we see eye to eye in that regard? And I think that just goes back to, because who gets to say what's right and who gets to say what's wrong. And every, all systems I think potentially started out with good intention of that, right? Yes. And it's so skewed. And it, I just thought about this the other day. It's so skewed because, like, let's say, for example, you get tried for something. Mm-hmm. You're found guilty. You can appeal that. You appeal it, you get out. Okay. Stupid system. Whether you were guilty or not. Not, I shouldn't say stupid, but weird system. So let's say you um, go, go to trial for something and you're found not guilty can't theoretically can't charge you again for a double jeopardy but they'll find something else to charge you for you know Mm -hmm. you go from like a federal case to a civil case something like that it's like there's a loophole for everything anyway and if you get lost in that system of fighting for justice through i want to say punishment instead of figuring out 
how to avoid that. You know what I mean? Like that's where it's all about vengeance. It's all what's the word like? Okay, vengeance, justice is the word I'm looking for because that 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 seems less harsh than vengeance. But there's part to that, right? That's part of that. Mm-hmm. So when you when you add all that into the equation of trying to help people be better people, I think that that's where the pot gets messy. But how do you have order without consequence? Instead of just teaching people to be better people, right? Yeah. Like, why isn't personal development taught in preschool? <laughs> yeah. Amen. Well, yeah. Why not? Why yeah. Isn't it? But I think it was, and it ended up being spirituality, you know, and then turned into religion. Yeah. You know, and then it and then it became a debate of right separation between. So it's never going to stop, but it's just like, but I do believe that there's more people today in 2020 that are more open than they've ever been before. I I think there's more people who are becoming conscious than there ever have been before, taking better care of themselves than they ever have Mm -hmm. before. Um, But but the the sicker are still getting sicker. Yeah. Well, yeah. And the oppressed are are still oppressed Mm -hmm. and the systems that are oppressing them are still in place. And I think, I mean, I dream of living in a society that's not, I think the word's utopitarian. Yeah, I think it's close yeah. enough. Um, not necessarily that, because I still see flaws with that system, but I really just and want... And what do people call that? Communism? Maybe something, yeah. yeah. Like, I just want to live in a society where, like... <sighs> I, I, I want to re- live in a realistic society where, sure, crime still happens. Like, I don't want it to happen, but it's going to happen. There's still going to be bad seeds in the world. But I want the majority of people to have kindness in their heart and be humanitarians yeah like i want to live i want to live in a world where people are not classified because of their sexuality Mm -hmm. are not discriminated against because of the color of their skin are not held back because of their financial their family's financial background like i i feel like we are moving towards that in society at a slow glacier pace but the more that people become awake and aware of what's going on in society and the more that people are realizing that i'm sorry to say it and i hope that we don't lose followers for this but the united states is not the greatest state in or the greatest country in the world it's just it's not in any any category but the more that people are, are finally realizing that we, we want to be one of the greatest countries in the world. We used to be. We used to be. Let's, you know, here are the things. That and part of that was being partnerships with other countries. Yes. Yeah. Here are the things that we need to improve upon as a society to get back to there. I feel like there are enough people working towards the greater good that eventually we will live in a society where there's more good than bad. Well, yeah. <clears throat> and I, I think one of the important things to note about that is that, like, that's not specific to just, that's not a p- political uh, statement. No. There was a lot of people that felt like that in 2008, mm-hmm. right? We need to get to a kinder place, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, but I think that that's the important thing is that, one, I don't know that people really ever remember that something's always going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I was just thinking about this the other day. I see that a lot. But, that like, I remember, like, in, um, <clears throat> God, I would have been, like, right out of high school. So, probably, like, 2005, 2007-ish time, there was some tsunami, and it just, like, devastated. I think it was Asia, or, I believe. Yeah. And so I was thinking about that because we were driving um, in from Nebraska City over to Iowa and all that flooding that mm-hmm. happens, right? And right now they're building new roads. And at first I thought, God, that's kind of silly. Like, you're building new roads. Why don't you just fix the roads? You know, well, I mean, like, wash away, right? Whatever. I'm just thinking this in my head. And then I go, now it's like permanent lake. 
you know, mm -hmm. right? Like it, that used to all be farmland and it's permanent lake. They're building new roads around these lakes. And then I got to thinking, I'm like, well, that's not really silly at all, Rachel. The earth is going to constantly change. The earth does constantly change. We have earthquakes. We have uh, those tsunamis. We have hurricanes. We have tornadoes. We have things that we can't fight or stop that are also not covered by your insurance, crazy enough, <laughs> um, that happen because of earth, the place that we live. And we get so caught up. Like, yes, of course, it's, but there's loss and there's there's sadness about that. But I always uh, never stop to think about, like, why do we get so angry? Like, we couldn't control it. We, mm -hmm. we, we, we could maybe do some preventions. Right. Right. But we can't control or stop it. It's always going to happen. So I feel like when, when you look at that from a level of less resistance, it's almost like, ha, huh, right? Like, that's a control you don't have, but you're trying to have. Yeah. But, and then you can skew that down to smaller things like, I don't have control over who, who, who has sex with who. I don't have control over how much money that person makes or that person makes, but I have control over even being aware of what might hold me back, even if it's not my fault. That's the hand I've been dealt right now. So what do I do to make sure that I live my best life safely and happily and hopefully just leave that with somebody, every, every person I come into contact with is, mm -hmm. that's, I, and I know it's not feasible. That's no. what we're talking about. But yeah. and living I, from that perspective. I know. I just feel, uh, okay, so then maybe this is like a different tangent. Like we're taking a turn on this podcast, but do you ever feel like I don't even I don't even know how to say this because I don't want it to come off as like white fr fragility or fragility fragility. Mm -hmm. But it's just like I want to know what it feels like to not have my white privilege. I want to know what it feels like to not have my like cisgender heterosexual like. Yeah, I, well, I no, but I you know I think I was just thinking about that in the car the other day because I'm like, like how dare you be on this platform about sexuality when you. You don't have any experience except for with a man. Yeah. I mean, like, I can have empathy for people and I can yeah. hear their stories of, of things that they've gone through and or things that I've witnessed with my own eyes, but I've never gone through it. I've never, nobody has ever looked at the color of my skin and, uh, yeah, right, and right, right. shut the door in my face or told me no. Or, or told you to take your hands out of your pockets at the store. Yes. Yeah. So it's just, it's one of those things where. Like, I think I think the question is, needs to be asked to somebody else. Like, what do you want? Like, like there's a, I know there's a lot of great books out there. Um, you know who I think about all the time, Drew. Oh yeah, Drew has had lunch with me uh, with Casey before. This is a great client of mine that actually introduced Jess and I to get. Mm -hmm. Well, no, you introduced me to Casey. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we, you came to a party and then we did the movie premiere and he bought tickets for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so they had lunch with me once and I. Was just at like how how like I know that this I know, I know how many white women are in pure romance, and I had been on a board trip, and oh, it literally like makes me it makes me cry because there was this woman and she stood she stood up to ask her question, while everybody else remained seated with their microphone, and she said, "What do we do to get more women of color on boards of prestige like this?" And it gives me goosebumps because you everybody is like. Absolutely, absolutely, we're in full. I mean, as far as I could tell, the energy that was surrounding me felt that way. Um, but it's that's one of those things is like, I'm listening, and so you know, I asked Drew, like, how do you do that? Like, what can I do? How do I make it a more comfortable environment? Uh, what do I need to know? And it was a, such a fantastic lunch. Um, there was things that I, I think I knew. <clears throat> I, I think there was 
some assumptions I had made and some of them are accurate. Um, but there was a lot of stuff I didn't and mm-hmm. it, I can't say that it's helped me so much in my business yet, but <clears throat> I don't think that I've generated enough opportunity mm-hmm. for there to be, but I have definitely been much more intentional about my outreach and, um, making connections and seeing how, how I can help because you would think almost, I think very ignorantly as a white woman that you might be able to relate easily to a black woman when it comes to things in the bedroom. And that's not true at friggin' all at friggin' all right. Black women are taught very young as very young women that I don't know how much it's changed. And it obviously depends culture to culture, region to region, but mostly that your body's not respected. Mm-hmm. You let men do whatever you want to you, and it doesn't matter if they're black, they're white, it doesn't matter what color they are. Um, and how sad is that? It's just because that's how they are treated. So that's what they come to expect. Mm-hmm. And I can't speak for everybody's experiences. It's just, you know, what I know from what I've asked. And so our experiences behind the bedroom are not even the same. They're not. They're not even close to being the same. And they don't have as... <clears throat> great of access to medical information as we do they especially don't. when they go to the doctor they're not heard they're not validated oh they're not believed that is one of the mo- the things that angers me the most and like that's even happening with covid right now yeah and it's i keep i keep having this internal struggle with myself because i definitely see I see the fine line between wanting to educate yourself and wanting to be seen as a white savior or as, as, you know, even like an ally to the LGBTQ Mm -hmm, plus community. mm -hmm. Like I have personally known some people that they want the recognition for the things that they do. So if they, if they were white, they would be the first, like they would intentionally be the first person in like in the front of the line of any protest because they would want their picture seen. They would like, and at, it's an ego the, thing. It's an ego thing. And so I struggle with the, I want to ask these questions, but I have heard from many people that it's not fair to ask. True. It's not, it's not True. fair to ask True. people of Go, color. Yeah. Why is it my responsibility exactly, to teach you? Because then you're putting your, like, you're putting the responsibility on them to make sure that they treat your feelings mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. the matter. Mm-hmm. And so it's. Like, I almost feel like it's... It's a fine line. It's a fine line. And it's... I feel like we... I feel like we have to do what we're doing right now. Is I that just... White was, people, I was literally just thinking White people have to ask white people, how the fuck do we fix what our ancestors fucked up? Oh, they gave like, me goosebumps. Because it's literally not... Literally, same brave wave. Same brave wave. I, like, I, de- I definitely didn't mean this podcast to be racially... Charged. Charged or to be focusing on race. But I, I feel like it almost... Like, if you focus on one problem, race or sexuality, you can apply it to almost anything it's just if you are not you and i are white females we are not part of the group that is intentionally oppressing people of color or people of a different sexuality Mm -hmm. but we are we are lumped in with those groups because we benefit from the The policies the the procedures what like the systems in place the politics you and I benefit from it. Yeah. And anyone who thinks different, check your white privilege because you definitely do. You do. Um, you have, you can, and you, you can't say otherwise because you don't know. Exactly. And if you if you were to get a real look, an honest look into somebody else's life, I feel like it would be shocking to some people in my life. But um, I, I do think it's, it's upon us and it's our responsibility to figure this stuff out. And But to be aware that it's not... It's not so that we can be white saviors. It's not so that we can fix the world and take take pride or ego from it and mm-hmm. 
and get a good pat on the back from the world. It's what can we do in our life to make the people in our community safer and have more equal like rights, equal accessibility to things, and treated like equal humans. Right. How do they just feel like it's okay for them to live? Yeah. And I think... Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, I think... I just... I had to unfollow somebody the other day, actually, because... Oh, I've unfollowed a ton of people yes, recently. Where I don't have any... I don't have any qualms about saying what my stance is, and I think people know that. I'm not very vocal about it directly on my Facebook because I just don't know that that's a fair place to have a, a conversation, in like, in my opinion. In mm. my opinion, I think you can have fantastic conversations, but I think when it when emotion runs that high in a context like that, things are misconstrued. Mm -hmm. I prefer I would even prefer having a conversation via voice message with somebody oh, yeah. than I would through text about something that personal to people, mm -hmm. um, especially because I want my heart heard on that. I don't want some statistics. I don't want to focus on only how your opinion is better than mine. That's not the point of a conversation to me. And I think that that's where it gets lost is because it's such a hard stance about my way is the right way. How in the world can you assume that one way could be right for anybody, let alone an entire nation, let alone an entire world? Mm -hmm. It's just, it's not going to work. You think that you grow food one way? Food? You can't. You can't grow the same food that we grow here in the Midwest that you can even grow in California. Oh, yeah. So take that method and apply it to anything. Anything. You don't even like access to conveniences. There's not modern plumbing in some countries, so they don't even use the bathroom that's the same way that we do. If we were able to show them, oh, this is a toilet that flushes, and if you come from Europe, it will wipe your ass as well, <laughs> these people would be blown away. Oh, that yeah. sounds almost stupid to say but you know what I'm saying but yeah so why I just don't I, I that's the thing is that how do you start teaching more I don't even know about empathy because yes you want to be empathetic to people you want to hear their story but it's almost how do you be more I need a new word that combines empowerment with empathy like how do you empower them at the exact same time yeah, yeah. is the more complex part it is and it, I'm stumped because I feel like that's when I have the most growth is when I can recognize that I'm growing and changing in that moment, but mostly because it's become a new belief mm -hmm. and it feels positive and it feels like it contributes. Yeah. But it's, it's like you have to let go of your, mostly your own insecurities to you get do. there. You do. And you have to challenge your upbringing and you have to challenge the, the people that you believe to be you, like your North star, your leading, your guiding source in the world. Like, I mean, like your parents and your pastors and your the celebrities that you're obsessed with that you you know you hang on to every word because they just sound so intelligent or maybe it's your government like your your po political leaders you know they're they were elected into their positions hopefully mm -hmm. um, and and so you think that they must do no wrong because the majority of your community elected them yeah so it's you have to start challenging the way other people think and you have to start realizing it's almost woohoo here for a second so hang on to your seats but you have to start being able to recognize energy and what feels off and yeah. vibration and like that gut feeling that something's wrong or something just doesn't sound right it's it's, it's okay it's okay question and it question it mm -hmm. and ask yourself why it doesn't feel okay 
And it's okay to call out your loved ones when they do things or say things that you don't agree with or that things Well, that... I don't know. I, would say, I wouldn't say call them out. I would say, well, can we have a conversation about what... Yes, there's, right. a, there's, a, there's a nice way to do things, but it's... I think that some people do need to be called out. They need to be, like... I'm trying to, like... I, I know love, what you're saying. I, I love like my, You need to be firm. You need to be firm, yeah. and you need to hold up a mirror and have them take a deep look back at themselves. And a lot of people don't want to do that. So by politely... Well, I don't even know what the power behind it is. You know what I mean? Oh, well, yes, but... And they're in denial. Poli- <laughs> they're in denial. So politely showing them the right way, they're just going to brush you off. But calling them out and not... I'm not saying calling them out publicly or shaming them, but but being harsh and firm and being like... This is what you just did. This is what you just said. These are the implications that it has. Are you okay with that? Because I'm not. And letting them know what your stance implications, is. Implications, I think, would be okay, but adding in perception. Like, here's perception. a perception. I I love and care about you. I think you're a cool person. But the perception I'm getting from you is this. And I don't really think that's a character that you have. Is that the message you're trying to convey? Perfect. Like that? 100%. Okay. And I'll use I love him to death. And I'll use him as an example because I'm proud of his growth as a human being. But my fiancé jokes around about a lot of inappropriate things like that is his yes cu- he does that is his cup of tea yes, he, he does not he likes to be he likes shock value he likes shock value he likes to get a rise out of people he will say things in private that are very racist that are very anti humanity whatever i it's not things that he believes to be true mm-hmm. it's not things that he like he does it because he thinks it's funny because he's heard other people laugh when he's when other people have made the same joke. So mm-hmm. he wants to get make people laugh. And I've I've called him out on it and I've I've told him that that's not okay. That makes me uncomfortable. I don't appreciate that. Yeah. And you know, he's had like these, you know, he's had a couple of like, well, other people do it and I'm just like but you're not other people. Like, uh, you're better than they are. Like, you can be a better human being than the people you grew Correct. up with or right. you're surrounded by. You can find other ways to make people laugh. Exactly. Bring joy to their yes. lives. Yeah. And, and still feel content. Yes. Right? So, as much as I'm sure there's somebody out here that's like, oh, fuck your fiance then. <laughs> he has made leaps and bounds. And I think it's just because nobody had ever pointed out to him that the jokes that he was actually making were extremely racist or extremely homophobic. And it wasn't, and I know, like, I don't want people to be like, oh, you're just defending him because he's your fiance. But I have seen this man stand up for complete strangers out in public because they were being discriminated against or they were being, you know, harassed or whatever. So it's, I know his true core being. Yeah. Like, he thinks that all humans are equal. But he likes the shock value and he likes the jokes. So it's... But it's it also starts a conversation. It does. Yeah. And it's identifying... If that's the intention. It's a, if that's the intention. The first step to addressing things like that in your own life is figuring out what you find... Like, what you personally believe is acceptable or not. What you personally believe is is racist or not. And it's okay that you made a joke a year ago, five years ago, ten years ago... Correct. ...that you now learn. You, you've learned the meaning behind those words... And you are now are no longer okay with making those kinds of jokes or hearing those types of jokes, being surrounded by people that think that those types of jokes are okay. Yeah. Because that's growth. Yeah. And that's the goal. That's the ultimate goal in humanity. Correct. Is growth. And I just think people need permission to know that because I didn't know that. 
Yeah. Like I, I was, I, I was so stuck in a fixed mindset because I didn't know there was a difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset until I was literally 33. Mm-hmm. My therapist helped teach me that. Like, I know it sounds so silly to think, well, why don't you just figure out how, a way to learn how to do it? But how many of you are out there stuck in that? I haven't learned a new skill to get a new job. I haven't learned a new language to travel to a new place. I haven't, and that's broad. Like that's, that's I guess that's not broad. That's specific. When you get way, way more internal about that, that it's like holy crap! I didn't know. You could just be a different person yeah. if you really needed to be a different person. You could learn a new thing. So deciphering between that. Okay. Now what we're talking about in terms of feelings, in terms of temperature. Let's say. I was, this is not political, but I'm going to use this as an example because I pulled this up specifically to check before I say this. The president's approval rating is massively down. Mm-hmm. And what I'm looking at is today's numbers. And while they range from a dozen different resources, the lowest disapproval rating in terms of like going down is eight and the highest is 20, depending on the source. I know that's a wide variance, but none of them say that he's up. None of them. Okay. So what that says to me is it actually kind of overwhelms me with good feeling, not because he's being disapproved, but because people who voted for him are opening up their mind and saying, it hasn't felt right for a while. I let it go because it felt like it was going to go somewhere. It was supposed to go somewhere. It was supposed to have intention. Nothing seems to be happening the way it's supposed to, and I sure as shit don't like what's happening right now. Oh, yeah. That's what that tells me, and that's my interpretation of those numbers. So you're out there questioning. You're out there deciding, does this line up with who I say I am, and mm-hmm. if it doesn't, how do I fix it? And the second part is where people don't get to, because you sit there and you stew in the thing you don't like constantly, mm-hmm. and you get into that pain cycle, and you get into that pain cycle, and you get into that pain cycle that you don't ever let it shoot you out to a solution so you never have to feel that way again. So when we talk about like how do you get to a level of changing yourself, number one, because once you do it, and I, changing yourself sounds harsh. I think it's evolving yourself is mm-hmm. what we need to say. Yeah, right? evolving. Evolving. Because what you don't understand is that it will lead you to so much more joy in your life. It's not going to change the fact that the volcanoes are still going to happen, the earthquakes are going to happen, the tsunamis are going to happen. It just prepares you for, number one, remembering that's going to happen. So you never have to feel like things are always going to be peachy keen. And when it happens, great. I was expecting something to come along at some point I couldn't control. But number two, how long will you stay in that state of mind? Mm -hmm. So this is something that's been working really, really well for me. um, So I hope that it might be something that will help other people too. But the things that drive you are your beliefs. Mm-hmm. Right? What you believe about gay people, what you believe about the president, what you believe about the global economy, doesn't matter what it is, science, evolution, whatever. Religion. Yeah. Yep. Same. So that's your beliefs. And we operate from our belief system constantly. Mm-hmm. Right? So the, the the question I think for people is how do you change a belief? And changing a belief's not easy because it's generally something that's been time stamped into your head for God knows how long. Oh, yeah. um, but it's why you operate the way you do. So when you start to feel the discord, when you start to feel uncomfortable, that is that inner guidance system that's telling you, hey, something don't feel right. And the problem is, is that we've just been trained to ignore it because we're so used to that, that feeling being okay, or you got to please somebody else, or you'll fix it with food, whatever it is, that you just allow that belief system to continue to run. But maybe you start to get really exhausted and you start to see like that 
that pain cycle driving you nuts or you start to learn a little bit about the fact that you don't have to live in the pain cycle maybe something resonated with you here today how do you dissect a belief though and i think that's the problem is that we just think we can change them overnight and you can't especially if you don't know what you want it to look like mm -hmm. so to dissect a belief one step back well you gotta change your thoughts okay so your thoughts though are very complex because that's the monkey mind autopilot brain he can't stop it right so if you work backwards everything that happens to us every day is our experience that's how we form our reality right mm -hmm. okay our experiences we're filming a podcast right now that's the experience behind the experience though is the emotion how does the experience make you emote right the podcast is fun for me. I get to spend time with my best friend. Plus, I feel like we use our platform for as good as we can as white heterosexual women, <laughs> right? That's the emotion. What's the feeling, though, behind the emotion? And feelings and emotions get so twisted because people use them interchangeably, but they are different. Emotion is the word we have associated to the way that inner guidance system feels, but we've clouded it up because you only have two emotions. You only have good and bad emotions. doesn't matter. We talked about that last week, I believe, right? all that mm -hmm. good happy joy over there and then all the bleh is over on the, the bad side you can only feel two ways so does my emotion of hanging out with my best friend filming the podcast make me feel good or bad yeah. clearly makes me feel good mm -hmm. so i'm going to tie that into my thought of how i feel about the podcast my belief in the podcast is it makes me feel good so i'm going to keep doing it sounds easy right but then you throw in something like i don't want to do that because we've been talking about this whole time let's go um Let's say a woman in power. How about that? Mm -hmm. I see a woman in power. And this is not my belief system because I want to tear it apart a little bit so you can see how you can do it more complexly. My belief about women in power is it should be a man. It should be a man because that's what I'm used to seeing. That's what I've seen all my life. That's the way it started in the work workplace. They do a better job, evolutionarily speaking. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe that's what I thought as a child. How about that? Let's start there. But now, um, I've seen my mother be successful, I've seen my sister be successful, I've seen my wife want to be successful, and that makes me feel, how? Like, what's the emotion? The emotion is, yeah, the emotion is good, because the people I love are succeeding. So, the emotion is good, the feeling is good, the thought is, it's okay for women to be in power. Yeah. It made me feel gross when I thought about it as an older person, because I no longer aligned with the feeling I had as a child. This exercise, I think, is so powerful, but it's hard because it requires thought process. But when you can take it step by step and work backwards that way, how do I feel about black people? Well, they make me nervous because when I was little, I got this, this picture that all black people robbed you, all black people attacked you, all black people came from poor inner cities and were addicted to drugs. That's a shitty ass like belief about black people, but I think a lot of people get that. I, yeah. I, feel, I think a lot of people feel that way. If you ever lock your windows or your doors in a neighborhood, you racist. <laughs> Just so you know, if, if you, even if you did it like giggly, you racist, all right? <laughs> so check your shit, all right? How do I feel about black people? They make me nervous, whatever the experience is. You've never been attacked by somebody. You've never had a unpleasant experience at all with a person of color. You've never met that person before. Yeah, but that's your experience. Your experience leads to your emotion. Your emotion is, I'm fearful of A, B, and C because of X, Y, and Z, whatever. So what's your feeling? Your feeling's bad. Your, your feeling becomes your thought that I am scared of black people. I am fearful of black people. Whatever. What a terrible thought to have about a person you've never met. Would you... Would you feel that way about a white person only if your belief was the same because of the same reason? Maybe you were attacked by an old white person in the park 
when you were a kid, then you're you're probably gonna be fearful of old white people, but yeah. not all white people. Number one, that's a good distinction to make. But then number two, just just see why how you're being racist. <laughs> just see, cause you cause you are okay. You are whether yeah. you you're just you're buffing up the definition of racism to avoid your racism. Exactly. Oh, that's powerful. Because as much as it sucks to, like, as much as it, nobody wants to admit it, like, I believe, like, I have racism. I am racist. Oh, yeah, I'm a racist, too. I have been. I, I'm not trying to be. I Yeah, I don't I'm actively trying not to be. <laughs> I, especially now in the height of things, as a, you know, single white female, whatever, I try not to be racist, especially when I'm around my kids, because I don't want them to pick up on anything, like, that the I... trace th- hints th- of influence yes. I had growing up. Exactly. That led me to think that those things were okay for me to say and do. Exactly. Yes. But then, I find myself actively, when I, for example, I took the kids to the pool a couple weeks ago, and there was this, this black family that came in, black man, black woman, three little black kids, mm. came into the pool, and they started swimming. They didn't... I don't think they even looked at us. They didn't say anything to us. They didn't acknowledge us. But I instantly didn't feel fearful. I instantly felt like, okay, I have to make sure my kids don't do anything that will offend them. Like, it was almost like... Protection? It was, like, protection, but... Was that because you wanted the black family to think the white family was nice and okay? Yes. Yes. And so, that is a form of racism. That is a form... It is. It's it's a form of... You it's are still judged, prejudiced. It is still prejudice. You are still judging another person by the color of their skin. Because if it was a white family that came in, I would have not had those you, thoughts. Yeah, because there's 45 other white families at the pool. Exactly. Yeah. So that's so so it's, powerful. It, it is powerful, but it it sucks. Yeah, because it's like, how do you have that balance? How do you yeah. have that balance? And I here's don't, what I would say. Because I, sorry, my tiny person really wants to come in and film the podcast too. Um, here's what I would say because I think the grace that. I hope that this is, I mean, I, somebody can correct me. I'm always open to that. But I think that the grace that white people need to give themselves only if they've made it this far in changing their beliefs about people of color, people of the trans community, whatever it is, people that are different from you, that you're one step ahead. Okay. So the next place you're going to get to, I'm getting goosebumps, <laughs> is that eventually you're going to, you're going to do that. Like when you get to a level of, I don't like to say enlightenment, but I believe that. When you get to a level of enlightenment, you're gonna you're gonna say hi to every single effing person you go on your walk, and it's gonna drive your your husband crazy. <laughs> because eventually, then it will be your your black neighbor, it will be your Hispanic neighbor, because it's not gonna matter because you're saying hi to every single person. So it yeah. will start to bleed, um, and then I think that that's what's powerful in that mind freedom flow that we talk about, no anxiety. Because now I do it at the grocery store, of course. I say hi to every single person. You will no longer see color or culture in terms of something that's different you mm-hmm. just see a human being shopping at the grocery store and i want the, like, you're, you're, you're oh, getting there though oh, yeah you're getting there though but because you're fighting the stuff that you don't oh, agree yeah. with when from that you were given as a, co- a kid 100 percent. and it's i take in information just like everybody does you know daily i take in new information via social media via the news yeah, via yes. whatever via and, yeah. other people's stories right and i there's one that i read on facebook a couple weeks ago that has just it is stuck with me so, like, it was so powerful. It was written by a black man who, he lives in a, a really nice neighborhood. He has a really good job, but, and he, I, I don't know if he was a doctor or a lawyer or whatever, but he had a really good job. And he wrote about how he, like, he wishes he could take walks in his neighborhood yeah. by himself, yes. but he can't 
because his white neighbors will view him as a threat. So he does not leave his home unless he's with his dog or his young daughters because with, yeah. with his dog, he has like a cute, I think it was like a cute little fluffy dog. So people are like, oh, it's just a guy walking his dog. With his daughters, oh, it's just a dad walking his daughters. But the second he's by himself, it's a that, there's a black man in the neighborhood. And so it's 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 stuck with me so much to the fact that I do I do see myself when I'm driving down the road, just internally things that I think to myself. I'll see a black man or a Hispanic man mm-hmm. on the side of the road, and I will be like, a year ago, I would have been like, oh, there's like I would have clenched my steering wheel for whatever. I'm in a car, they're not, but I've been like, oh, there's a black man. He's not threatening me. Right. He's not whatever. That's a prejudice I'm holding it's on a, to. It's a prejudice that was instilled in me for whatever reason. And that... do you want to live that way? I think no. is what people don't ask yeah. themselves. No. Do you want that anxiety when you see a human yes. so, standing in public? So now it's the, I have that train of thought where I'm like, oh my God, a year ago, yeah, I yeah. would have automatically just assumed yeah. the worst. Yes. And now it's, now recognition. it's like for, it's recognition. Yeah, yeah. And I'm forcing myself to think of like, Oh, I wonder if he's going to work. Oh, I wonder where he... Like, it's not... You know, it's it's not... What's his day like? Yeah, yeah. what's his day like? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, I hope he's having so a good day. So you're getting there, then. So it's... it's it's But it's recognizing those things, and it's letting yourself feel those things, because I feel immense guilt, but I, it, I'm i not going to share that with people of color. I'm not going to put my emotions right, yeah, yeah. and responsibility sounds, for yes. protecting my feelings on yes. them. Yeah. It's the... I recognize that I no longer feel or, or accept... that train of thought for myself and I don't want to have those instant knee jerk because that's the thing it's not something I see a person then five minutes later I think of the worst it's the I see a person and instantly my brain goes to what's the worst case scenario based on what they look like and the prejudice that I have instilled somewhere in my brain so it's recognizing those instant gut reactions and then instantly training your brain to say does this make you feel good or does it make you feel bad doesn't make and it makes me feel awful it it makes makes me me feel awful yeah makes me feel like a shitty human being right for a number of different reasons a number of different reasons and then and then i'm instantly like especially when i have the kids in the car because i I don't have this conversation out loud ever it's always in my head and this is you're the first person, the first podcast, <laughs> tons of people that I'm admitting these things to. Sure. Um, and I think on some level I'm finally admitting them to myself, but it's, I instantly fear what my kids are thinking. Yeah. And because my kids my, right now, you know, my three children that I have are not mine biologically. I've only been in their life for about two years. So I don't know all of the influences that they've had. Right. It so doesn't I, matter though. It doesn't matter. But I, I fear that. The things that were instilled in me at a young age have been instilled in them already, and right. it already. And so, if I'm already aware of it, it's not. It's almost like I I want to know what they're thinking, what their instant knee jerk reaction is, because if it doesn't align with what they'll, they'll tell you, though, like it, they will. It happens because their influences. Well, I'm gonna give you for instance. It's not related to color, but it makes perfect sense. <clears throat> I don't know how to say this without really kind of, I mean, you're not, you're going to, you're going to know who it is, but I'm still going to do my best to be respectful. So (laughs) I have a little person in my life, um, who was telling a story at dinner time one night and said something like, well, my dad was going to go on a trip, but now he can't because stupid Bob didn't, didn't like take the right time off from work. And now my dad can't go on his trip. Stupid Bob kind of thing. Right. And like 2018, Rachel would have been like, Excuse me, like you don't talk about people like that, blah, 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 blah. Going into the same spiral of positivity in my mind, mm-hmm. but definitely still doing harm by wreaking havoc yeah. without knowing it. So I said, oh, well, that's too bad that your dad can't go on that trip. 
Um, how do you know that Bob's, like, scum, whatever he called him, you know? Well, I mean, like, because he didn't request a time off. Is that, do you know that he didn't request a time off? Or are you hearing a story kind of thing? Well, I mean, I, I kind of heard a story. I don't know. It was about COVID is what it was. Because this guy, like, called in from work from COVID or something. He didn't really have COVID. He, like, he was just lying, so he didn't have to come to work. I said, did you know that he doesn't have COVID? Um, conversation progresses, you know, like, and he, and he was like, well, I guess, I mean, I guess he could have been sick. I guess I don't know if he was sick. I, I don't want him to be sick. So I hope he was okay. Like mm-hmm. reversing the train of thought. So the conversation later after was, Hey, I just want to say like, it's okay that so-and-so may have an opinion about Bob from work. I'm sure he was frustrated because he didn't get to do the things he would, but is it fair for us to have that opinion about Bob when we don't really know him? We didn't really know his experiences and so on and so forth. Right. No, no, like, I think that that does suck for dad, but, you know, I, I definitely just, basically aligning my child to seeing that both people can be happy, but you just don't know their circumstances. You can't make those judgments based on somebody's hearsay, which also um, relates to internet and articles and textbooks and history books, mm-hmm. okay? So you can take that small little thing and expand that to everything, everything but but that's where it is your kids are young enough that it doesn't matter to me i can tell you right now it doesn't matter what their influences have been you will be able to help them from here on out and and they'll like that was my point was they'll tell you they'll tell you when things like that bother them because you know that for the most part when people are that passionate about hate and anger they voice it Mm -hmm. and that's how these little people get those influences especially at a young age so when something makes you go oof right it's not our responsibility to correct their belief it is why do you feel like and i know that you do this yeah we're telling we're telling our podcasters this now it's why do you feel that way and does that make you feel good Mm -hmm. because if it doesn't let's let's get you into a guidance because because young children are not spoiled the way that we are in terms of you know being that domestication and they're still closer to who they were originally as babies as pure source that we can still help them get back to that because they're closer than we are yeah. So, uh, so never be fearful again, that like when you, when you accept who you used to be and that you're changing it, you absolutely, I mean, it's going to seep into your kids. It's inevitable, but you become more conscious and aware of your actions and your conversations because of that. So just breathe. You're doing fine. And, yeah. and they're good kids. They're they good, happy kids. And they yeah. love humans and being on planet earth. They're they so do. excited about life. They are going to be just fine. They they're going to be just fine. And they, they have had some really good experiences and, exposure yeah. to people of different lifestyles and the fact that well you guys live in an ethically uh, eth- ethically what is it? ethnically diverse neighborhood yeah, right we do yeah. and diverse building yeah yeah and their mother you know oh yeah yeah has dated women in the past mm-hmm. and that that has the, to some that came out of left field for her because it wasn't something that she was open about because she was married to a man for almost 10 years sure and so I will always remember when she came over and, like, to to kind of let me know that she was dating a woman, even though the kids had already told us and we had, already, like, Brett and I had already had that conversation. And I just told her, okay, yeah, cool. Like, and she was just like, well, like, like you know, if the kids say anything or, you know, whatever, can we have, like, you know, positive conversations about it? And I was just like, well, yeah, I was like, we've already had conversations with the kids and they seem really excited about your girlfriend and they really like her, that she seems like a, from what we can tell, a good human being. And I, like, I reassured my fiance's ex-wife that I was not judging her based off of her sexual preferences because she as a human being has always come off as someone who looked 
looked the toward soul. the soul. She, like, to me, I think it's pansexual. Like, that's the term that I... It's your love everything. Yeah, like, where you love everything, you don't look at their genitals or their sexual orientation. You just love the person. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's... That is... You're right. Our kids are good kids. They have been ex- They have been exposed to a lot of different lifestyles and a lot of different things already in their short yeah. their short lifespans. Yeah. And they are going to grow up to be, hopefully loving and accepting human beings because of the adults they have in their life. I think they will. I think, and you know, you know their mom has the best intention of doing that. It's just being executed harshly because there's a lot of hurt and pain still there. Oh, yeah. That's all it is. That's all it is. Yep, that's all it is. So, guys and gals, I don't know if, if I'm sure you're not waning, but I think I would just like to officially just say from my little house in Lincoln, Nebraska, conservative state in the Midwest, Black Lives Matter, just so you know. Yeah, Black Lives Matter. I don't think there has to be any counterpart to that at all. No. Just saying. And I am your ally if you are part of the rainbow. Yeah, that was it. Because in my brain, I was gonna, I was trying to think, like, so what do you, I mean, it's a hashtag, but what do you call it? Do you call it an anthem right now? Do you call it a slogan? Like, what do you call Black Lives Matter? Like, just a movement, I know. But, mm-hmm. like, I meant, like, the hashtag portion of it. Because, like, when gay rights became such a huge rush of openness more so I think in the late 90s and early 2000s there wasn't like something like that like like you didn't yeah something okay that's fair that's fair so just just so you see like that happened for women that's happened for gays that's happened for it's happening Mm -hmm. it is happening for the black community whether you like it or not go back to Europe (laughs) I can't believe I said that but listen we all immigrated here we did, and we and we forced uh, other people here, and we forced other people to leave. So we are a terrible the world species. Is, we I mean, are, we're a terrible species. We're we're terrible race. It's white people. <laughs> human, human beings are a terrible species. Yeah. White people are a terrible race. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, that's not a majority. Okay, I truly believe it's a minority. But those those voices are louder. Louder. Yeah. yeah. Um, because negativity spreads faster than than Correct. positivity. But. As much as I feel like the world is moving to a more gender-fluid and sexually-fluid realm and just being, I also believe that it's hard to come by people that don't aren't from a melting pot racially. Yeah. Like, we in 20 years, 30 years... Like nobody's white. Nobody's going to be just Pure, white. Pure white, whatever yeah. you want to call yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. Like... Nobody. Nobody. Because and my family already has El Salvadorian in it with my yeah. nieces and nephews. And I yeah. and my son is the very smallest slice of Mexican. Yeah. But I mean it's you'd be surprised, I think, I think. I think it's beautiful. I do too. And I think that it, it's interesting. We, we tasty as Oh my god. <laughs> I have I am 50, my mom is 100% Czechoslovakian, so I am Czech, and my dad, I believe, is German and Scottish, or Sweden, Swedish, white. I yeah. am white. We, we white. We white, yo. I love the beauty of not pale ass skin that I only know. gets red and purple. Like, I know. I am red in the summer and purple in the winter, yeah. okay? We, we are the one race that's not supposed to live on planet Earth because of the sun. Well, so, God, yeah. Right? <laughs> we hope that you got something from this today. It was definitely just a flow from the heart. Um, and um, we hope to continue having conversations with people that... I, I don't like to say just like-minded because we always want to have conversations with people that don't necessarily see eye-to-eye with us. Again, to get that perspective and understanding because I have been influenced in my beliefs in the last couple of years. And I, like I said earlier, I just think it's been for the good. So I'm always open to that. And I hope that you would be as well. I'm not interested in arguing, just having a discussion is more important to me. Well, and that's the thing is that I love 
being challenged, like challenged uh, in my way of thinking. I don't yeah. want you to tell me that I'm wrong right. or that I'm terrible. Don't be belligerent. Because I'm not going to do that with you. Correct. But I want to hear your opinion so that I can challenge my own way of thinking. Yep, absolutely. So if you got value from this, make sure to share it. Um, if you would like to be um, a guest podcaster with us to share your experiences, we welcome you. We welcome whatever you want to share with us um, and to get that out there for sure. Because again, we white women who like men. Yeah. We're boring. Okay. We so tell them where they can find you. Photoswithanderson.com or on Facebook or Boudoir Photos with Anderson on Facebook. That's right. That's right. Share the podcast. Make sure you have a great Wednesday. Find me on Instagram. Find me on Facebook. You know what it's all about. So stay happy. Stay healthy. Wash your hands, folks. Bye. Bye.